नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरंचम दी सरस्वती व्यास तथोजय मुधीर ये नष्टप्राषु अभद्रेशु नित्यं भागवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवतीर्णिकी कृष्णा वासुदेवाय देवकीनंदनाय नंदगोपकुमराय गोविंदय नमो नम रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद्भागवत कैंटो सिक्स चैप्टर फोर and specific focus for today on text number 48 canto 6 chapter 4 text 48 mayananta gunenante मय्यनगुणेनते गुण तो गुण विग्रह गुण तो गुण विग्रह यदाद्यद स्वयंभूसमूदूसमूदूसमूदुणेनते गुण तो गुण विग्रह यदाद्य स्वयंभूसमूदज मय्यनगुणेनते गुण तो गुण विग्रह यदाद्य स्वयंभूसमूदज मई इन मी अनंत गुणे पोजेसिंग अनलिमिटेड पोटेंसी अनंते अनलिमिटेड गुणत फ्रॉम माय पोटेंसी नोन एज माया गुण विग्रह द यूनिवर्स व्हिच इज अ रिजल्ट ऑफ द मोड्स ऑफ नेचर यदा 
when asit it came into existence tatah therein eva indeed adyah the first living being swayambhu lord brahma samabhut was born ajah although not from a material mother translation i am the reservoir of unlimited potency and therefore i am known as unlimited all all pervading from my material energy the cosmic manifestation appeared within me and in this universal manifestation appeared the chief being lord brahma who is your source and is not born of a material mother purport by shila prabhupad ki jai this is a description of the history of the universal creation the first cause is the lord himself the supreme person from him brahma is created and brahma takes charge of the affairs of the universe the universal affairs of the material creation depend upon the material energy of the supreme personality of godhead who is therefore the cause of the material creation the entire cosmic manifestation is described herein as guna vigraha the entire cosmic manifestation is described herein as guna vigraha the form of the lord's qualities from the cosmic universal form the first creation is lord brahma who is the cause of all living entities in this regard shila madhvacharya describes the unlimited attributes of the lord prati ekasho gunanam tu nisimvatsam nih simatvam udiryate tada anantyam tu gunatas te chananta hi sankhyaya ato ananta guno vishnor gunato ananta evacha parasha saktir vividha shruyate the lord has innumerable potencies all of which are unlimited therefore the lord himself and all his qualities forms pastimes and paraphernalia are also unlimited because lord vishnu has unlimited attributes he is known as ananta because lord vishnu has unlimited attributes he is also known as ananta om gyanati mirandhasya gyananjana shalakhaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay sri gurave namaha sri chaitanya manobhishtam sthapitam yena bhutale swayam roopa kadamayam dadati svapadantikam mukham karoti vachalam pangum langhayate girim yat kripatam maham vande sri guru dinatarinam vanchakalpataru bhyascha kripasindhu bhyayevacha patitanam pavanebhyo वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य 
ಪ್ರಭುನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧಾರ್ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಾದಿ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಮೈ ಅನಂತ ಗುಣೆ ಅನಂತೆ ಗುಣತೋ ಗುಣ ವಿಗ್ರಹ ಯದಾಸಿ ತತ ಏವಾದ್ಯ ಸ್ವಯಂಭೂ ಸಮಭೂದ್ ಅಜಃ ಐ ಆಮ್ ದ ರಿಸರ್ವಾಯರ್ ಆಫ್ ಅನ್ಲಿಮಿಟೆಡ್ ಪೊಟೆನ್ಸಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಫೋರ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ನೋನ್ ಆ್ಯಸ್ ಅನ್ಲಿಮಿಟೆಡ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಲ್ ಪರ್ವೇಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಮೈ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಎನರ್ಜಿ ದ ಕಾಸ್ಮಿಕ್ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟೇಷನ್ ಅಪಿಯರ್ಡ್ ವಿದ್ ಇನ್ ಮೀ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸಲ್ ಮ್ಯಾನಿಫೆಸ್ಟೇಷನ್ ಅಪಿಯರ್ಡ್ ದ ಚೀಫ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ who is your source and is not born of a material mother this morning my printer conked off <laughs> just because i was before i was leaving i was struggling with it 10 minutes then i gave up so i had to i managed to take some photos of whatever i had scripted so please bear with me and i'm sh- short sighted so you are going to see me doing this so please bear with me i'll try my best not to to see minimum but can't help it, it till yesterday it was working fine only this morning when i wanted this print out <laughs> stop working this is technology anyway technology is limited hmm? but the lord is ananta he is unlimited <laughs> right so we are discussing canto 6 chapter 4 and we are in text number 48 so chapter 4 is called as the hamsa guhya prayers now srimad bhagavatam is one of the 18 puranas in fact it is a number one purana out of the 18 now for any scripture to be called as purana it needs to address 10 subject matters so in compliance with the definition of a purana the shrimad bhagavatam also addresses 10 subject matters so if now now there are 18 such puranas and these puranas are called as the primary puranas and then there are what are called as the upapurana upapurana or another 18 they are called as a secondary puranas but the secondary puranas do not have this constraint that they have to address 10 subject matters so the 10 subject matters is only the characteristic or feature of the main major puranas so shrimad bhagavatam is considered as a major purana in fact it is called as mahapurana number one purana so now this shrimad bhagavatam also addresses 10 subject matters what are the 10 subject matters atra sarga visarga sthanam poshanam uthaya manvantara isha anukatha nirodhor muktir ashraya sarga means primary creation visarga is secondary creation sthanam is the various planetary systems the arrangement of the various planetary systems poshanam which is which forms a large component of what we are discussing now poshanam is called as the protection from the lord so that forms a, a part of this specific canto and today also we are going to discuss certain aspects of poshanam 
so that is the protective power of the lord uti hmm? or the creative impetus hmm? or what we also called as the karma vasan hmm? because of our past karma the whole creation has happened to satisfy our desires which have come as a result of what we have done in our past lifetimes hmm? so that is also addressed in the shrimad bhagavatam when the world is created it needs governance so it needs uh, and it, first of all the world has to be populated and then it has to be governed so for that purpose there are manus so the topic of manus is discussed in as manvantara isha anukatha isha anukatha is a next uh, subject matter which deals with the pastimes of the lord with his devotees and uh, then and, and that's quite a bit of that is also there in a ninth canto and then there is nirodho which is destruction and then there is mukti which is liberation and then ashraya which is the most important out of all the 10 subject matters ashraya means shelter after studying all these 10 nine subject matters the study has to lead or culminate in the 10 subject matter which is called as the ashraya so shrimad bhagavatam addresses all these 10 subject matters and therefore it is aptly called as mahapurana in the shrimad bhagavatam also it is mentioned that there is a very uh, famous sweet verse it says nimna ganam yatha ganga devanam achyuto yatha vaishnavanam yatha shambhu purananam idam tatha nimna ganam yatha ganga means out of all the rivers just as ganges is the highest out of all the celestial personalities the devi devatas devanam achyuto yatha the infallible lord krishna is the supreme vaishnavanam yatha shambhu the highest vaishnava in this material world is lord shambhu or lord shiva in the same way out of all the puranas the highest purana is shrimad bhagavatam purananam idam tatha so shrimad bhagavatam addresses all the subject matters and if one studies all the subject matters there is no question to which one will not have an answer today the famous question in the world going on is what does lanibir putin want <laughs> everyone is asking that question what does he want but from a devotional lens we will understand what he wants why he wants we will also understand who is the sarva karana karanam of all this mess <laughs> right are there other entities in the world who are also cause of all these causes <laughs> that this war which is happening or he is he only the only cause and the direct cause so we will when we see through the scriptures we will understand an interplay of man's emotions and aspirations topmost of that which we see here in today's situation is greed of mankind to exploit so everything can be understood perfectly by seeing that through the lens of shastra or the scriptures now out of all these 10 subject matters that the purana especially shrimad bhagavatam addresses the 6th canto deals with poshanam or the protective uh, aspect of the lord now the lord protects through four means he protects through his nama he protects through his guna through his nama guna rupa and leela his form and his pastimes all those contribute to inspiring us and protecting our devotional 
life. Now, in the same canto, we saw the canto, in fact, opened with the protective power of the Lord by describing the pastime of Ajamil. Ajamil was protected by which aspect of the Lord? By the Naam aspect of the Lord. So much so that Ajamil was not even chanting the holy names purely. It was Naam Abhash. It was a shadow of the holy name. It was not offensive chanting, but it was not pure chanting. So it was in the middle region, which is called as Naam Abhash. So shadow chanting. So even with that shadow chanting, when he called out inadvertently Narayana, the name Narayana, he was calling out to his son, we saw still the Lord protected him and gave him what is called as the second chance so that he doesn't land up in the region of the Yamadutas. So here the Lord in the early part of the chapter protected by his Naam. And today we are seeing in this section the Lord is protecting by revealing his form or his roop. So, who is he revealing this form to? He's, he has shown his form just now to Daksha, Daksha Prajapati. So, in Canto 4 onwards, this Daksha Prajapati thing is coming. It's not something, the first time Daksha is coming. In Canto 4 also, it is this pastime is mentioned. And in that particular section, we see that Daksha as Prajapati had offended Lord Shivji in the Yajna. He ignored Lord Shiva. He did not. He failed to offer his respects to this great personality, Vaishnavanam Yatha Shambhu, who was, he, was, he was there in the uh, forum, but he failed to uh, pay proper respects. On top of that, he insulted him also. Not only ignored, but he insulted him. So, what happened was, we know that pastime where he did that yajna and then Lord Shivji left, then Sati, she, she left her body in anguish of this whole pastime. Lord Shivji was very angered, then Veerabhadra cut the head of Lord, cut the head of Daksha. <laughs> and then there was a sacrificial goat which was there. Then the first transplant, head transplant. We don't hear head transplant in this world, right? We hear various organ transplant. We never know that. You know, somebody's head has been transplanted. Just imagine how the world will be if it actually happened. Nobody will know who the real person is. <laughs> so the first head transplant, so Daksha's head was which head he had now? The head of a goat. Obviously, he was embarrassed. Who, who likes to walk around with the head of a goat, right? So, he was embarrassed. He was ashamed. So, he went to the a mountain called as Vindyachal Mountain. And there, he wanted to destroy all his sins. And he started austerities. And as part of those austerities, he spoke what is called as the Hamsa Guhya prayers. Which is the title of this particular chapter. The Hamsa Guhya prayers. Now, this Hamsa Guhya prayers were not invented by Daksha. Hamsa Guhya prayers are originally part of the Vedas. He just, because he was studying the Vedas, he spoke those specific prayers because it is said that if one recites this Hamsa Guhya prayers then and performs austerities, then one can actually have darshan of the Lord. So, the Lord was pleased with his austerity and with his chant of the Hamsa Guhya prayers. And the Lord gave him darshan. The Lord appeared in front of him in eight-armed form. Now, this Daksha, he was not an Akinchana devotee. It was not that he prayed that, Oh Lord, let me have your 
and it may only have your devotional service birth after birth his prayers are not characterized by pure bhakti his consciousness is not is not reflective of pure bhakti rather he prayed for empowerment so that he can continue his uh, generating progeny in this world because he had started this exercise but there were some impediments to generating progeny so he prayed to the lord almost in the mood of saying that lord okay now you please empower me to do my varanashrama dharma duties like that in that sense so it was not the highest prayer and therefore the lord appeared but and 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 the lord is speaking to him right now the lord is speaking to him various verses but at the end the result was that daksha did not go back to the spiritual world after this daksha was simply empowered to continue his uh, duty in this material world now the this daksha in this chapter we see that the chapter opened with the uh, prachetas becoming very angry the prachetas had earlier done lot of austerities under the water they had darshan of lord shiva in that sense they were self realized they even had darshan of the lord but after that when they came out of the austerity somehow the modes of material nature caught up on them and they started destroying the forests then the moon god appeared and then appeased them saying that why are you destroying these forests and then the moon god got them married to pramlocha celestial girl and and then then when they saw the celestial girl their anger was appeased they married all the prachetas together married this one celestial girl and this daksha who is coming right now is the son of those prachetas through that pramlocha apsara whereas that daksha which we saw there was another manifestation of um uh, prajapati directly coming to brahma like that so in one sense it's like a another aspect of the daksha punar you know we say na twice born like that he is again twice born here so he saw um, this jaksha prajapati he is now prayed to the lord lord has uh, appeared in front of him and the lord has not come alone the lord in fact came with his entire entourage there was narad muni and so many other personalities there was the siddhas charanas everyone was there along with him so daksha is uh, uh, prayed to the lord when when daksha saw the lord he he told his hamsaguhiya prayers and he was praying and and today's verse is about the lord again uh, talking to him in reciprocation to his uh, austerities and prayers so in in yesterday's verse which uh, um, his grace karunanidhi prabhu uh, spoke yesterday's verse was very similar to the first verse of the chatushloki or emperor verse of the shrimad bhagavatam aham evasam evagre so yesterday's verse was about sambandha gyan where the lord says that please understand that before everything i existed when everything exists i still exist and after everything in this material world is destroyed i will still continue to exist hmm? so that was that is the first chatushloki of the shrimad bhagavatam hmm? which was also expounded yesterday hmm? it came again in this canto in a slightly different sanskrit form but essentially the meaning is the same hmm? now today's verse the lord is talking about his aspect of being the cause of all causes today there are two aspects that are being discussed in this verse the lord is saying i am unlimited ananta and i am also sarva karana karanam i am the cause of all causes and as a part of this explanation prabhupada is explaining to us that the lord is shaktiman 
and the shaktis belong to the lord and are subservient to the lord sometimes in india many people are confused should i worship vishnu or durga this is a perpetual confusion if we go and speak krishna consciousness they'll say no 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 i am durga worshiper right and i worship shakti like that which is not incorrect obviously durga ji durga devi is not an ordinary personality so it's absolutely okay to worship durga devi but the problem comes when people worship durga devi only for material benefits for example just imagine just imagine don't don't take it seriously if we were placed inside that altar over there for one day we have to say okay all of you stand inside now and everyone is coming and then glorifying you what nice t-shirt beautiful black t-shirt just roll 87 number beautiful you know what do you call that as what do you call that as beanie beanie huh hoodie hoodie beautiful hoodie wonderful hmm? two handsome personalities wow how nice i've never seen anyone more handsome than both of you like that glorify and then ask can i get 50 dollars please <laughs> and then after we leave another person comes and then says what beautiful personalities what black t-shirt both of you are excellent never heard about anyone can you please ensure that i get promotion in my office another person comes and then says i just going i'm just going for an auction beautiful personality you know what wonderful you people are you know just imagine this goes on and then says can i win that auction you know today can you enable this we'll get sick and fed up <laughs> standing there throughout the day but this is what we do to durga devi we do to the demigods they are there controller of the universal affairs rather than going to shakti tatva and asking her the way you are serving vishnu please can you give that mood of service to me rather than that we go to them with the wrong intention so it's not wrong to go to the demigods prabhupad says fools worship the demigods not full stop fools worship the demigods for material results okay so we have to understand that very clearly so otherwise we will do offense to demigods without the demigods we will not even survive for one day right if that what is that the lord of water decides to you know finishes off in one second everything will be gone in melbourne you know? that all that hobsons way water has to just come inside that's all in 15 minutes we are finished <laughs> right all our property investment property bank balance cloud computing disaster recovery servers everything will be finished in one minute right so therefore we sh- we have to respect the demigods because the lord says all are aspects of mine i am unlimited and everything mattah sarvam pravartate so everything is associated with me only that is maya which you see separately from me that is the second shloka chatur shloki rite ratam yat pratiyata na pratiyata cha atmani tad vidya atmano mayam yatha bhasho yatha tamaha only that is maya of which you cannot see a connection to me so if we see the connection of everything with lord krishna then nothing is maya hmm. now we are talking about the various shaktis of the lord okay hold on okay hmm. now in this verse the potencies of the lord are being described now at the outset at the at the highest level the lord shaktis are can be called as parashakti 
at the highest level the lord shakti is called as parashakti this parashakti is sometimes also called as swarupa shakti or achintya shakti achintya means inconceivable power achintya shakti so parashakti swarupa shakti or achintya shakti this is the highest level and this shakti of the lord is now classified into three antaranga shakti which is the internal potency of the lord bahiranga shakti which is the external potency of the lord and tathashta shakti which is the marginal potency of the lord hmm. now this particular shakti of the lord which is called as achintya shakti or parashakti at the highest level this shakti is further divided into three hmm. these potencies are divided into three hmm. what are the three sandini shakti samvit shakti and alhadini shakti i repeat that parashakti or the achintya shakti of the lord or the swarupa shakti of the lord is divided into three hmm? what are the three sandini shakti samvit shakti and alhadini shakti so it's a bit technical but this section is technical hmm? so sandini shakti is that shakti or the it is called as the potency of power sustenance and manifestation the potency of power sustenance and manifestation so it is through by this sandini shakti that all this manifestation happens earth water fire air either the different worlds the spiritual world the material world everything is manifesting through the power of this sandini shakti so it is the power of sustenance it's also the power of it's the power of manifestation and it's the power of sustenance everything is maintained through this sandini shakti in fact all the pastimes of the lord the 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 leela sthalis or the place where the lord is performing his pastimes the abode of the lord everything is manifesting through this sandini shakti the various forms of the lord the various forms of the lord and there are unlimited forms of the lord they are all manifesting through this sandini shakti not only the forms of the lord the forms of his companions the forms of the cows in rindavan everything is coming through the sandini shakti all the paraphernalia that are required for worshiping the lord everything is the product of the aspect of the sandini shakti then there is and, and the sandini shakti is the sat aspect of the lord the eternality aspect of the lord by which nothing is destroyed it is only now if you say material world is destroyed in one sense it is correct but in another sense it is not correct because the material world is only unmanifested and the external aspect of that unmanifestation is called as destruction because we see destruction but it is just all the material elements merging back into their source so it it's just unmanifesting in one sense then the second aspect the shakti is called as samvit shakti the first was sandini shakti sustenance and power the second is samvit shakti this is the potency of cognizance hmm, or the aspect of knowledge so this it is this shakti from where jnana or knowledge comes hmm. so this is the chit aspect the first one was the sat aspect this is the chit aspect hmm. and it is through the samvit shakti that different moods are generated or different rasas are generated for the lord interacting with his devotees hmm. knowledge of the lord and forgetfulness of the lord both are aspects of the 
samvit shakti knowledge of the lord so that we worship the lord as god forgetfulness of the lord so that we worship the lord and serve the lord in forgetfulness of his godhood which is rasa tatva right which is madhurya ras or vatsalya ras where you forget that this is the lord and you see the lord only as your friend or your child so this is knowledge this is spiritual knowledge and spiritual forgetfulness and then there is material forgetfulness thinking that i am the lord <laughs> so there are various aspects of this knowledge and the opposite of this knowledge is forgetfulness or forgetfulness of this knowledge so all these aspects all this come from the samvit shakti the pure samvit shakti or the perverted reflection of what is pure in this material world and then the third is alladini shakti alladini shakti is the anand aspect of the lord so it is the potency by which various dynamic variegated activities are performed like the rasalila for the pleasure of the lord alladini shakti is personified by shrimati radharani she is the topmost in she is alladini shakti of the lord at the highest level and she expands herself as the as many many entities who are all engaged in giving pleasure to the lord in rasa tattva like for example she manifests herself as lalita vishaka champakalata chitra devi tunga vidya induleka ranga devi sudevi all these various gopis she manifests she again manifests herself as lakshmi ji to serve krishna she manifests as radharani then she is radharani and then she manifests as lakshmi devi to serve lord krishna in his narayana feature then she again manifests as durga devi in the material world because all these are manifestations of shakti tattva like that to serve in the material world as durga as the fortress to prevent unauthorized entry into the spiritual world so these are all various so these three aspects hmm, sandhini shakti samvit shakti and alladini shakti they are all part of the parashakti or achintya shakti or swarupa shakti of the lord hmm. so this is what is spoken today there are various potencies hmm. i am the reservoir of unlimited potency the lord is saying here hmm. and i am known as the unlimited or all pervading hmm. now this parashakti or the highest shakti the highest aspect of shakti of the lord as defined has got three aspects the first aspect is that this shaktis are fully present in bhagwan hmm? fully present 100% present in bhagwan that is why bhagwan is called as that person who has all these potencies or opulences in full aishwarya samagrasya viryasha yashasriya jnana vairagyaschaiva shannam bhagai thingana the lord has all these opulences in full full name full fame full strength full beauty full power and f- despite having all that full renunciation he is not attached to any of this no human being can be like that if we get little bit of power also we start throwing our weight around but the lord with all these things he is still renounced he is not attached to all this though his shaktis are the most beautiful they cannot attract the lord they cannot agitate the senses of the lord the lord is only attracted to pure devotional devotion even if it is coming from an ugly woman like kubja he is still attracted to the devotional aspect so he is not attracted to the external forms which he has only created so this is so these aspects are fully these qualities are fully present only in bhagwan these shaktis and not in anyone else 
but they are minutely present in all of us. That is why we are called as Tathascha Shakti. Little bit, we also have qualitative oneness, but not quantitatively one. We have these aspects qualitatively of eternality, knowledge as well as bliss. And because of that only, the soul has the feature of being eternal because we are part and parcel of him. So soul is eternal. The soul also has that knowledge of Aham Brahmasmi, that I am that part and parcel of that Brahman. And the soul because of this also can realize the bliss of Brahman and the bliss beyond Brahman also. So the soul has this minute, has this in finite quantity, minute quantity. And the third aspect of Parashakti is, the first aspect it is fully present in Bhagavan. The second aspect is, it is present in a small quantity in Tatashta Shakti, which is the marginal. But the third aspect is that this Shakti is perversely reflected in his external energy, which is the Maya Shakti. Fully present in its pure pristine form, partially present in all of us, and present in the external energy in a perverted reflected way. That's the point that we are trying to say. And because of this perverted reflection, what happens? The Jiva Tattva, it starts identifying with this perversion, thinking that I am Lord, everything is meant for my enjoyment. That is called as Aham Mameti. I am Bhagavan and everything is meant for my enjoyment. So this is a perverted reflection. Now, this perverted reflection is given because the soul desired to enjoy separately from the Lord. And that's why we have been sent to this jail of material existence. So, but these are all shaktis of the Lord. The material manifestation also is a shakti of the Lord. Now, that we'll discuss the third aspect of today's Krishna. I knew this will happen today. No, no, no need, no need. I'll manage. I don't want to stop the class halfway, then I'll have to wait for that. I'll manage somehow. Sorry? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll try. Let me do one last attempt. If it comes, very good. Let's pray to Gornitai, lotus feet. Impossible becomes possible by that. <laughs> yes, it's become possible now. Gauranga Mahabrabhu ki jai. Okay. Now, we will discuss the Ananta aspect of the Lord. Hmm? So, we discussed about the various potencies. Now, owing to these unlimited potencies of the Lord, hmm, the Lord is called as Ananta. Hmm? Now, it is mentioned that three-fourths of the jurisdiction of the cosmos is the spiritual energy. And it is one only one-fourth which is this material world. And this one-fourth material world, the scientists are sending rockets up and down. And we have not even scratched 0.00001% of this material world, which is one-fourth. So we can imagine. And then, but the scientists have given us the concept of light years. And they still say there are galaxies which are millions and billions of light years away. Now that can give us a conception of how big this material world is. Light traveling in one year, what kind of distance, that itself is inconceivable. And then there are millions of light years, that is further inconceivable. And then further inconceivable that all this is only one-fourth <laughs> of the cosmos. 
and then further it is said that the spiritual world is ever expanding so ananta unending and then it is said all this is within the lord <laughs> so therefore the lord is called as ananta can't conceive of this even scientifically we can imagine it doesn't require bhagavad gita or bhagavatam because the scientists themselves are saying this material world itself is inconceivable right people don't know what's happening yesterday i was you know on the there was one session i was watching on the bermuda triangle something else has disappeared in recently right the scientists have been trying to figure out what's going on there any anything that flies above that vanishes they have sent sending millions of dollars are spent you know this vessels are going inside and trying to find out what is going on so even in this universe in our own earth planet we are not able to figure out and that too this is adjacent to the most technologically advanced nation called as united states of america and then they are also not able to figure out so it is inconceivable there is the, the material world still continues mother earth itself still continues to bewilder mankind so we have not even started exploring the the mystic aspects of this material world and here the lord and that only confirms to us that the lord is unlimited and ananta and achintya he is inconceivable and unlimited but the same lord appears in various avataras he comes and reveals himself to us and the jivas also come here the lord also comes to this material world and the jivas also come and it is explained that the that the jivas come here we come here because of our own karma but the lord comes here out of his free will to inspire and deliver us and take us back to the spiritual world hmm? the lord and why we are talking this subject is because prabhupad uses a word here prabhupad in the purport prabhupad says the entire cosmic manifestation is described here in as guna vigraha the form of the lord's qualities so what is guna vigraha the form of the lord's qualities hmm? now this guna vigraha is the perverted reflection in one sense of satchidananda vigraha satchidananda vigraha and guna vigraha so prabhupada is writing here the cosmic manifestation here whatever is manifested here is all guna vigraha it is also coming from the lord's qualities but it is a perverted reflection of that so there is satchidananda vigraha and guna vigraha and prabhupada is clarifying here that all the jivas are within the abdomen of the supreme personality of godhead so the lord we know the whole cosmic manifestation how does it happen in in the spiritual sky which is entirely brahman in one corner of that spiritual sky is a dark cloud which is called as pradhan that pradhan is the primeval cosmic substance in one sense everything comes from that pradhan of course brahman is the primeval cosmic substance because pradhan also comes from brahman so from brahman in one corner of that bright spiritual sky is one dark cloud which is called as pradhan but that cloud is in an inactive state it's in an inactive state it's like a bomb which has not yet been <laughs> released or discharged whatever it's not exploded till now so it's in an inactive state and then what happens that inactive pradhan which comes from brahman is activated through the glance of mahavishnu and it is said that shambhu or lord shiva carries that glance hmm, along with rama devi hmm. 
Lord Shiva and his consort, they carry that particular glance and when that glance falls on this inactive pradhan, it is agitated and that agitated state of primeval cosmic matter is called as Mahat Tattva. And from that Mahat Tattva manifests all this material world. The spirit soul is not coming from the Mahat Tattva because the spirit soul is Brahman. Is original Brahman. Therefore, it is called as Nirguna Brahman. Whereas the Mahat Tattva is called as Saguna Brahman. Hmm? All these aspects of material energy or matter, hmm? it's all called as Saguna Brahman. It's Brahman, but it is Brahman which is manifested as matter. Hmm? So there is Nirguna Brahman and Saguna Brahman. So the Jivas, the bodies of the Jivas, your body, my body, hmm? they are also Brahman, but they are Brahman manifesting as matter. That's why our body is called as material. But we, the spirit soul within that is not material. We are spirit soul. We are original pure Brahman. So, and then the Lord also arranges all the, not only the gross, but the subtle aspects also. And the Lord arranges for the three modes of material nature to interact with the false ego, which produces the demigods, the material mind. Then the Lord comes into this material world, he creates the whole shell. Within this shell, he enters as Garbhodakshaya Vishnu. Within the navel of Garbhodakshaya Vishnu, there are 14 planetary systems he creates. So everything the Lord is creating. And then from that lotus, after that Brahma is created. Now why that aspect is important in today's verse is because what is being said here in today's verse, if you read this line, it is said that from my material energy, the cosmic manifestation appeared within me and in this universal manifestation appeared the chief being Lord Brahma, who is your source. So the Lord is telling Daksha, you don't start worshipping Brahma as a supreme cause of, just because he is your father or because he is your father's father in this pastime, because Prachetas have come from Swayambhumanu, have come from from Prachina Barhi, then you know, Brahma, like that. The whole lineage will come to that. So he's cautioning him, saying that I have come in front of you, but you please understand I am the Supreme Father, I am the cause of all causes, not those immediate fathers that you have had. And it's very important. It's very important for us also to understand this. But it is easy to understand it theoretically, and it's difficult to realize it practically. In my own personal experience, and the realizations which I'm getting right now, because my, fa I just, my father just left his body in December this year. I lost my father. I was very close to him, right? So yesterday also when I was studying this, I was thinking, th thanks to this section. Hmm? Because I am so attached to him because I am seeing him as my only father. But my father also has a father. He also has a father. He also has a father. He also has a father. And that way we go to the Supreme Father, <laughs> right? So we are... Unfortunately, we are not attached to our Supreme Father as well as we are, as much as we are attached to our immediate Father. And that is a danger. Yesterday night also, I was feeling very emotional. I was suddenly remembering my father. It's very difficult when you lose someone who is very near and dear to you, especially if it's father and mother. Very, very difficult initial few months, right? So at that time, the Bhagavatam gives you shelter at that time. It gives you higher perspective. Once Jagatarini Mataji was saying, that when you go into a shopping mall, many times the shopping mall have got, you know, an elevator. Not elevator, what is it called? Which goes up and down. Elevator, yes. Yes, a lift, which goes up and down. And it's a transparent elevator. 
many times the shopping malls have the elevator outside the shopping mall not inside the shopping mall so what happens when you are going in from the ground floor you hear all the noise in the traffic especially in india you know here you may not know that much but india it's pam 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 everybody is on the auto wala pee 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 pam 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 completely like that and then when you come back from india to here you feel where have i come now <laughs> and the silence kind of kills you for a few days right because you get used to that also you think that is enjoyment <laughs> okay so so therefore jagatani mata ji was mentioning that this noise is so much when you are at ground level but the moment you enter the escalator and the doors close then what happens then the same pa 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 it becomes pa 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 and then what happens then you go up and up level 1 level 2 and then and then it goes up and then no noise and then you are seeing down you seeing all these small 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 cars you know people are busy running here and there and i'm thinking what is going on here <laughs> everything seems so minute and insignificant hmm? just like you know the investment property or the property that we buy you know and then we pay mortgage throughout our life when you go on the aircraft it looks like a small matchbox <laughs> and you think my goodness and i thought i had a big house <laughs> it's a small tiny dust like just made of some bricks right so we realize the insignificance only when we lift ourselves to a higher level and see things from the higher perspective and that is what the sections like this that is exactly what shrimad bhagavatam does it lifts our consciousness so whenever we are in misery shrimad bhagavatam when we open and start reading it will immediately lift us beyond the three modes of material nature beyond our lamentations to a higher level and that's the beauty of that example which our grace jagattarani mataji gave so the lord is described here as ananta as unlimited that is what this section is hammering he is unlimited he is unlimited when even now we have a temple called ananta padmanabha temple if you go to that ananta padmanabha temple i had that opportunity to go in 2010 in a yatra when i went to uh, south india when we when you see this ananta padmanabha temple the the beauty of that is that you cannot see the lord directly through one do- one door part of his body is seen through one door you have to go to another gate to see part of the rest of the body and the transcendental body of the lord and then you have to go through another gate to see another aspect of the body of the lord now why is this ananta padmanabha temple manifest in this way it is to give us a conception that the lord is unlimited hmm? now the lord here is now explaining to daksha this unlimited aspect of his hmm? he is explaining to him that my dear daksha do not get too besotted hmm, with the secondary creation before the secondary creation there was a primary creation of which i am the cause hmm. so he explains to him that visarga is different from sarga sarga is primary creation and visarga is secondary creation now that visarga comes from two words vishesha sarga that is called as visarga hmm? vishesha sarga vishesha sarga means the differentiated forms of that which is undifferentiated brahman that is why it is called as visarga or vishesha sarga hmm? and why he is explaining this to daksha is that he is explaining to daksha this point saying that your own father 
who is responsible for this vishesha sarga or undifferentiated or, or differentiated aspect he himself was bewildered by this creation of mind so in one sense he is telling who are you then no, i am not the lord is not exactly meaning in that way but he is educating him saying that do not get too attached do not get too uh, do not be in great admiration of lord brahma ji itself as the all in all because your father himself was bewildered with with this cosmic creation and the bewilderment of lord brahma ji we all know bewilder of lord brahma ji we see in two cases okay at least in two cases we see what is the first case of bewilderment when he is sitting on the lotus he doesn't know what to do so he is looking left right nothing there is a lotus flower on which he is sitting and he is wondering why am i sitting here what am i supposed to do now and then he is going down that stem trying to find out where is the origin of that stem and he is not able to find that stem though he is traveling for his time in brahma's time he is traveling and he is not able to find the origin right another aspect of ananta of the lord unlimitedness and then he realizes okay let me go back on the lotus flower and he starts meditating when he starts meditating then that lord who cannot be revealed by astral travel reveals himself to brahma and then brahma ji understands oh my lord this is the lord and then the brahma samhita happens right so that is the first aspect of bewilderment of the lord but the but yet that bewilderment of the lord is nothing when compared to the bewilderment of the lord on the no, non ananta form of the lord on the non ananta form the lord is ananta but why i am specifically using the non ananta is because what bewildered brahma ji's form what Bra- bewildered brahma ji more the form of krishna in brahma vimoha leela that same ananta lord who is inconceivable who is so huge is now just sitting in vrindavan and then what is he doing he is having yogurt in his left hand that too and he is and he is having some what is that carrot and other things on his right hand and he is sitting like this okay and he is looking in where are my cowherd boys <laughs> looking here is looking there and then same brahma ji is having a doubt is that ananta this kid <laughs> he is thinking like that and that is even more bewildering to lord brahma ji and then all of you know how brahma ji's uh, ignorance was dissipated right what did the lord do actually it is mentioned i heard in one class that the lord actually created another brahma because this brahma had come to test the lord so wherever this brahma came from the lord created another brahma ji there and told everyone that this is the original brahma another brahma will come claiming after some time that he is brahma don't allow him inside he is imposter <laughs> so brahma ji paid dearly for his folly so when he went there he was not allowed inside so he had to come back quickly that's why it said he came back in one year itself otherwise it would have been ages by that time and krishna would have had to do the separation past time for many more earthly years so he came back in one year he went there quickly and he glanced back but when he glanced back what happened he found that the lord has whatever he has hidden there everything is there he looked here he looked here everything is there as it is right so that is another instance when brahma ji got bewildered so that anan so the lord can bewilder with his infinite size but also bewilder in terms of becoming so finite that people start doubting is he that infinite 
so this is another aspect of the ananta aspect ananta feature of the lord ananta is not only characterized by dimensions ananta is also characterized by the qualities of the lord and the pastimes of the lord where he is able to do so many things it's also characterized by the change hmm, that he can do from that size to this size hmm, to bewilder right so now so so lord is eager to explain this to daksha prajapati saying that your father has been bewildered twice like that <laughs> and i am his source from me everything is manifesting hmm. yet another aspect of the lord hmm, is which is which which is coming out here is that everything has come from the lord the lord not only created the gross aspect and the subtle aspect of this material world of course everything has come from him brahman we discussed that already the material world has come from the from spirit right from brahman and brahman has come from brahman comes from krishna hmm? brahmano hi pratishtaham i am the source of brahman lord krishna says hmm? the mayavadis the impersonalist philosophy or bogus versions of bhagavad gita what do they say they say bhagavan is also coming from brahman no bhagavan doesn't come from brahman brahman comes from bhagavan right hmm? brahmano hi pratishtaham lord krishna clarifies this smashes this in the bhagavad gita by saying i am the source of brahman nowhere it is said narayana has come from brahman or brahman is the source of narayana nowhere it is said like that right so therefore um the lord creates this from brahman he creates this whole material world and then all the jivas like all of us because we wanted to enjoy separately we came here into this material world so the lord the lord the lord not only created infrastructure for us to come into this material world but the lord also gives us the knowledge by which we can get out of this infrastructure <laughs> which otherwise we start falling in love with when we go to that some beautiful suburb we start thinking wow what beautiful manor lakes let me buy <laughs> it is very easy for us to get attracted to the external energy of the lord and to take decisions in our life which we may or may not regret but usually we regret right hmm? right so this phantasmagoria of this material world the maya is presented in such a way that it is very attractive hmm? so what the lord does he gives us the scriptures hmm? the knowledge aspect the samvit shakti that potency hmm? he gives us the scriptures and knowledge now what is the purpose of this knowledge or the scriptures which that ananta lord gives us the scriptures serve four purposes four d's you can remember how many d's four d's you have to remember both of you two d's you remember two d's you remember okay okay four d's otherwise four children can remember four d's like that what is the first d to remember discrimination through the scriptures we get knowledge to discriminate hmm, what is good for my eternal well being and what is not good hmm. for example when we go in india recently when i was traveling on the local train and i had gone to vrindavan you know, for my father's ashes okay so when you went that bhajiya wala came inside hmm, bhajiya bhajiya like that okay he selling those you know, and that bhajiya obviously you know what happens the fragrance is very tempting but can you eat those bhajiyas <laughs> what will happen first of all spiritually itself not good but materially also what happens hmm? do you think he has your eternal well wisher he is of your health is he worried about your health no hmm? he is worried about hmm? he is more focused on our money right 
and also it is recycled oil that bhajjia if you eat that what will happen for 5 minutes it will taste very nicely after that vomiting will start right stomach ache will start right so the power of discrimination is given should i eat this or should i not eat this so with that viveka buddhi we can take proper decisions in our life the second d which it gives us determination the lord gives us determination and he shows examples in the shrimad bhagavatam of such determination what is the most tempting thing in this material world the highest temptation comes in the form of the opposite sex that is the highest temptation there is no higher temptation even big big leaders can fall powerful leaders have fallen are fallible to the temptations of the opposite sex right so in the scriptures there are so many pastimes that that give us determination to overcome this right four beautiful pastimes are there of how the temptation to opposite sex has been addressed hmm? the first one which i can remember there are many but i'll talk about these four very briefly the first one is saubhari muni saubhari muni went inside the water so that he need not be connected with this external world but when he went inside the water separated separated from devotees tried to do meditation away from devotees what happened saubhari muni saw two fishes mating in the water and seeing these two fishes he developed sex desire <laughs> and therefore what happened he went from his muni he went and to grihastha ashram after that <laughs> right so he failed to address it now what happened when the same cupid came and tried to attract lord shiva what happened how did he address it lord shiva opened his third eye and he burnt the whole cupid itself right so this is how lord shiva addressed it so one fellow succumbed to it another personality destroyed it in this way the third personality narnarayan rishi they addressed it in a even higher way what is that higher way they addressed when lord indra saw narnarayan rishi was meditating lord indra always try to test right so he sent his most beautiful damsels over there okay to attract and agitate the senses of narnarayan rishi but what did narnarayan rishi do narnarayan rishi he created women who are much more beautiful than the apsaras which indra sent so much so that indra got obsessed with one of narnarayan rishi's beauty creations and then narnarayan rishi in hindi we say tu bhi kya yaad rakhega le le he said ha you take this urvashi that's how urvashi went there created by narnarayan rishi the most beautiful damsel i am creating for you you take now <laughs> you thought that i wanted your damsels no 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 i am creating something you take her and that way narnarayan rishi proved that even that which is agitating you right now cannot agitate me hmm? this is the third way in which the same aspect of lust was addressed hmm? so one level was succumbing to it durvasamuni another is destroying it burning it the third is showing something higher hmm? and then taking the battle to the opposite camp like that hmm? and then making indra realize but the fourth which is the highest is who haridas thakur the fourth is the person the prostitute who was sent hmm, for enjoyment converted and transformed that prostitute into a devotee not only that the prostitute then became a guru 
and she made other devotees right now these are the levels at which lust can be addressed there are four distinct levels that we see in shrimad bhagavatam now when we study these pastimes what happens what is the first d discrimination when we study these pastimes what is the second d determination determination comes right hmm? saying that hmm? now this is how determination comes we get inspired hmm? because determination is is a is a cause or oh, sorry determination is a result of inspiration hmm? so there is discrimination determination and then the third thing which the shastras talk about is discipline hmm? that is why we have got all these vidhis hmm? these vidhis are required for bringing some order into our life what time to wake up in the morning what to do in the morning what not to do in the morning hmm? otherwise what happens retired life means how the morning starts get up late and then have chai tea along with newspaper correct <laughs> correct or no this is retired life right hmm? and then watch morning program which morning program not bhagavatam class hmm? television morning program they also have morning program right so watch that and then go out for a walk with other old people hmm? talk about the political situation in this world right hmm? come back have lunch and then sleep correct again go back in the evening hmm? and then come back after that what happens you have now had your exercise and walk now time to sit and watch television right and then go to bed hmm? in between some people take alcohol also right hmm? right along with that have some alcohol so that you no know, go to bed get up late in the morning so this is what it is hmm? so the vidhis the scriptures tell us how to live our life hmm? what is the regimen of your daily life hmm? so discrimination determination and discipline and all these three gradually will lead to the fourth d which is called as any guess detachment when we practice all these three what happens we will slowly stop our dalliance with material energy and therefore we will get detached but more important than this detachment what happens we get attached attached to what devotional service that is the last d devotional service attachment don't call it as a okay <laughs> attachment to devotional service okay so that happens so that is so the lord not only creates this jail but he also gives us the scriptures by which he gives us the path of developing discrimination detachment discipline and detachment to escape this material world so he is ananta in all aspects he in that sense the lord thinks in so many dimensions that that thinking itself is also ananta he cares for us so much he is he is his jurisdiction and his uh, focus is unending hmm? infinite focus we cannot we can only focus on one thing at a time right in office also it is said that there is a pyramid of jurisdiction it is said that a manager should not have more than some x number of people reporting to him i don't i can't remember it is 8 or 9 or something like that and beyond that then he can't control right but the lord is ananta his focus is unending hmm? and he is personal with every living entity so this is inconceivable so these aspects are mentioned here so now what is the um conclusion of this chapter quickly go there so here 
the Lord is now this unlimited Lord who has created this unlimited creation. He is now given darshan to Daksha in a limited manner. So Daksha at least can see the whole Lord. So he has come in a form, in an eight-handed form and he's, this unlimited Lord is showing his form to Daksha. So for us, what is important here? For us, what is the learning? How to understand this unlimited Lord? So we'll go back to where we began the class. We said that the Lord can be understood through his name, form, gun and nama, lila, rupa and gun. So for Daksha, the Daksha is seeing the form of the transcendental form of this Lord and that's how the Lord is inspiring him and educating him with instructions. For us, the ananta aspect of the Lord, how does it manifest for us? It manifests in Bhagavad Gita's verse where the Lord says, Satatam Kirtayantumam, which means what? Do unlimited chanting. For us, the unlimited aspect of the Lord is the aspect of we chanting the Lord's names unlimitedly, right? Of course, Prabhupada said minimum 16 rounds. Prabhupada didn't say 16 rounds, right? What is the instruction? Unlimited chanting. For us, we have come to come to the platform of Satatam Kirta Yantamam. And then by that unlimited chanting, we can realize the unlimited Lord through the power of the holy names, which has the power to reveal the infinite absolute truth to all of us. So, Daksha was delivered by the form and we are delivered by the name. This is how Lord Krishna operated and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. How did they operate? During Dwapar Yoga, Lord Krishna came to instruct us on how to do bhakti. And two days back, it was the advent of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. While Lord Krishna came to instruct us, Lord Chaitanya came to demonstrate to us how we should do bhakti. One was instructive in its nature and another was demonstrative in its nature. And both of them talked about the holy names of the Lord. The Lord instructed Satatam Kirta Yantamam and Lord Chaitanya demonstrated how to actually do us. So, Kali Yuge Avatar Chaitanya Nitai Papa Pashanda Nahimane. The Lord does not discriminate who is papi, who is pious. He doesn't discriminate. His holy name is available to everyone. So, another aspect of Ananta, which is the final aspect of Ananta, is what? the unlimited mercy of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by which even fallen, the most fallen people of Kali Yuga can be delivered and can be reformed beyond our imagination hmm, from hippies to gurus, <laughs> like that, spiritual masters, right? In one lifetime, this journey can happen by the power of the holy name, hmm, the unlimited power of the holy name given by the unlimited mercy of the Lord, hmm, who himself is Ananta is called as Ananta. So these are various aspects. So it's a very interesting section. So Lord Vishnu is now, um, I think he's giving little bit more instructions also tomorrow. So you know, uh, maybe we'll leave it for the next speaker to speak on this section. Mm -hmm. I'll stop here and ask if there are any questions or comments. Hare Krishna. Thank you. A lot of things from the very uh, highly theoretical thing that you mentioned about the Ananta aspect of Lord, the, all the creations, all the universe. And then you come to the last part of this infinite devotion or chanting. 
So if I look at in modern world, the creation of universe and the Ananta aspect of the universe that you mentioned, so how you can link all these things together? Because two, within one hour you have covered so many things. I'm so amazed to learn all these things. So I'm thinking that if I look at the modern science and talk about the Big Bang Theory, uh, where the infinite dot cosmic energy exploded and the whole universe created. And you can see that even billion light year uh, away, some galaxies or some of this, scientists can get some signal through the radio telescope. If you compare this one and then only this gross body and Lord Krishna conceived that body and he instructed or give this devotional rasa. So how do you link all those things together? It's so uh, sometimes you can say confusing as well for common people, even for me also. I'm a scientist, I'm very confused. So can you please little bit highlight on that? Thank you. Yeah. So the answer is very long, but because of paucity of time, I'll keep it very briefly, I'll tell you. And then we can have an offline chat on how to do this. So Siddha Prabhupada said that we have to study the scriptures, then we will understand the connection of everything. How all these are fitted together hmm, has to be studied through the scriptures. And the scriptures have to be studied systematically. It's like the, otherwise it will become like the four blind, the, what, how many blind men and the elephant? What was the story? Somebody is only seeing that one, one aspect, the tail and concluding it is a rope. Someone is seeing the trunk and concluding it's a tree. But then someone who has studied the elephant systematically will get, will all the dots will get connected and will be able to see the synthesis of all this. A beautiful um, uh, symbiosis of everything, of this entire ecosystem. We will be able to see provided we read the scriptures systematically. So, there are five subject matters which the Bhagavad Gita talks about. Who is God? Who are we? Ishwara Jiva. What is time? Kal. Ishwara Jiva Kal. And then what is karma? Why do bad things happen to good people? And then, um, what is the fifth one? I forgot. Ishwara Jiva Prakriti. This material nature. How does this material nature operate? Is there a, some higher principles? Are there some higher principles? Is there some higher controlling entity by which everything is in order? It's not a coincidence that we sow a seed, apple seed and apple only comes out, right? It's not a coincidence that the sun is coming, you know, in the horizon every passing day and there's never bug in the program. It is not shut down for, you know, scheduled maintenance, you know. Some say, they say, you know, in internet, oops, something went wrong, scheduled maintenance. <laughs> the Lord never says, oops. <laughs> like that, right? So, and the sun doesn't require recharging. Every day it's giving the same amount of light. Hmm? Right? So, how is this happening? So, what happens is, we are sitting in a small well of material science. We are like the frog in the well. Hmm? The frog in the well is sitting inside the water of the well and trying to conceptualize the Pacific Ocean, which it is not able to. And then it is asking a question that, is Pacific Ocean bigger than this well? How many wells like this is the Pacific Ocean? Right? Because we are trying to understand that absolute truth through the lens of our material knowledge, which is not possible. Right? So therefore, to have an absolute understanding of this, we have to study the scriptures. Because the scriptures are not man-made. They are coming from the Supreme Lord Himself. They are the Vani of the Lord, coming through Om 
all the scriptures have come through that it's the voice of god so unless we study the scriptures we will not be able to understand the synthesis of all these things so that's my brief answer now the practical aspect of understanding is that in melbourne lot of devotees are engaged in disseminating the scriptural knowledge in a very systematic way that program is called as a bhakti vriksha program so lot of devotees have engaged themselves in giving this knowledge to others they have studied it themselves they have spent years studying this and they are giving it to others so my humble request would be that if given your sincerity sincere quest that you have then please allow the devotees to serve you in that way if you can you know if you can talk to devotees and find out where these programs are happening then the devotees will share their experience of having studied these scriptures with you and their realizations that they have derived from such study and then you may be able to connect and and have a very systematic journey towards you know, your own realizations thereof Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. okay. I just yes, I quick oh, question. Okay. Quick question. Um, how would you define a sinful activity? How to? How would you define sin, a sinful activity? Like sin, a sinful activity. How do you find sin? Define. Define sinful activity. Yeah. How do you define sinful activity? Okay. Any activity is called as a sin. if the intention behind it is against what the lord desires okay the intention behind an activity if it is not in alignment with the desire of god that activity is characterized as sin right for example if i have a gun okay and if somebody let's say is going around you know if 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 somebody is going around and abusing a lady right and he is very powerful fellow lot of people are trying to you know subjugate him and i am the law enforcement authority i am the police okay then i am warning him stop this activity or somebody is running over people like you know it happened in burke street you know taking a car and then if that person is shot do you think it is sin do you really think it is sin because it could be your child under the car right others can say no 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 we should have handled it peacefully but what do you do when someone is going mad you have to stop him all good sense you tell him please stop your car but he is not going to listen you know he is going to run over you also then you have to stop that fellow so therefore violence is required sometimes to stop violence but that violence which is implemented to stop violence is not sin but on the other hand if we take if we see a nice uh, animal going and i'm saying mm, i want to taste this animal and you chop the head of that animal and you eat that animal now is that required no so such violence is then categorized as sin so what is sin and what is not sin is not defined by the activity but rather with the intent with which we have done that activity if that intent is aligned with dharma dharma means basic tenets of religion then such activity does not come into the jurisdiction of sin whereas if it is done outside of it then it qualifies as sin so in short that is the definition okay yeah and thank you prabhu ji for the wonderful class my question is you were talking about how um people they go to demigod temples for material benefit but sometimes we do have to go to the demigod temple so like what should we have prayers or mood when we go there good very good question so sometimes we have to, you would like to come inside 
please come. So, your question is, what should be the mood when we go to demigod temples? Okay. When we go to demigod temples, let us take some examples. If we go to Lord Ganesha's temple, right? He's a devata, right? What should be our mood? We should. We can see Lord Ganesh in different ways. I come from Bombay, where Lord Ganesh ji is worshipped. Okay. But why do we worship Lord Ganesh? To get promotion in office before the examination results, to get admission into a college, right? For all kinds of things, we have worshipped. Okay. <laughs> For relationships. Okay. So, all kinds of problems people go. He's like the home minister, right? So, we go to him with all kinds of problems in our life, right? But how does a devotee see Lord Ganesh? When a devotee sees Lord Ganesh, he sees Lord Ganesh as that person who scripted the Srimad Bhagavatam. Because Lord Ganesh wrote the Srimad Bhagavatam. Vyasdev was speaking, but who wrote? Lord Ganesh wrote. So, but for that, how would we have been sitting in this classroom? Discussing this scripture, right? So when we see him, we go with a mood of gratitude. Not for the material things, also for the material things, but mainly for the spiritual things. And then we pray to Lord Ganesh that please give me the same attitude of service that you have towards Krishna. Please give me the same compassion that you have for all the living entities because of which you took up this activity of scripting Srimad Bhagavatam. If you go to a Durga temple, what do you do? You again worship Lord Durga Devi, that Durga Devi, though she could be very comfortable in the spiritual world, what is she doing? She is doing a thankless job for the Lord in terms of Trigunamai. She is keeping all the material living entities in this material world and only allowing authorized entry into the spiritual world. So she is like a jailer in that sense. Hmm? Who likes to work in a jailer? Would you like to do the job of a jailer? Okay. Suppose you study and then they say, okay, your job is your head of prisons, inspector general of prisons. Yes, some people like that. But then can, if you are asked to sit whole time in the penitentiary, you know, disciplining all the you know, criminals, then you, it will get on your head after some time. It's a thankless job. So Durga Devi is doing the thankless job for the Lord. So then when you see that Durga Devi, then your mood is, how, and how great you are Durga Devi, that you have put your own desires and preferences aside, and you are only focusing now on how I can serve the Lord. Hmm? So like that. So like that each demigod has a speciality. Hmm? So when you go to a particular demigod temple, think about how that demigod, if you go to Murugan temple, think about how Lord Kartikeya served as the general in Lord Krishna's pastimes in this world. So that way you can meditate. And that way what will happen? Your desire to ask for material benedictions will go away and we will have genuine appreciation and gratitude for that personality. Is that okay? Okay. Time up? Okay. Okay. Grantraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Shila Prabhupada ki jai.